Welcome to podcast number 44 for Thanks for Your Service. Our focus is on historical topics relating to the Australian military, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Thanks for Your Service. Our website is www.thanksforyourservice.net, and you can email us at info at thanksforyourservice.net. In many towns, in many parks across Australia, you'll almost certainly find a war memorial in dedication to those who served and died in wars from the Boer War through to Afghanistan. I live in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne and one particular memorial that I visited recently has a unique design. The shrine at Surrey Gardens in Surrey Hills features a carved timber honour roll and the shrine was dedicated before the armistice. Sandra Dexter, with a background in journalism and editing, joins us to talk about the history of the Shrine and her recent involvement to identify servicemen and women from Surrey Hills and Mont Albert. Joining us on the line from Bendigo in Victoria is Sandra Dexter. Sandra, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. Can we start off with letting people know the location of Surrey Gardens? Okay, Surrey Gardens is um, situated in Surrey Hills, uh, that's Surrey Hills, Melbourne. Um, And the shrine that is in Surrey Gardens actually backs onto Union Road and it's um, built on the the highest point in the gardens um, and looks west down towards, there's a memorial cross there and then it looks I think you can actually see views of the city from there as well. So it's it's a small garden, but it's very um, beautiful, got lots of mature trees. And recently, I think a rotunda was rebuilt there that was there originally um, in the centre of the gardens. Can you describe the shrine to us, a little bit about the, the architecture of it as well? Okay, it's, um, I, I guess, I kind of see it as kind of a, like a little bungalow there. Um, just nestled at the top. Uh, it's it's white. It has a, a pitch roof on it. Um, it's made of uh, stone, uh, concrete, and wood. Uh, it's and you can you go inside and there are uh, the honour boards there, uh, which are copper plaques, and it's behind a, a glass behind glass. And there's a lot of uh, wood carving throughout the honour board as well. What about the history of the shrine? Can you give us some background to it? Uh, yes. The, originally the idea for, for having the shrine and the honour board came from a lady called Sarah Steele. She was the president of the, the local ladies' uh, patriotic league, if you like, and she wanted a memorial for the, the, the soldiers from Surrey Hills and Mont Albert. Um, and we think the idea was uh, being thought of in around 1916, 1970, so during, actually during the war. Um, she approached a local man called John Kendrick Blogg um, to create, to design and create the honour board. Um, and it was reported at the time that he needed a fair bit of persuasion to do this because I can imagine it must have seemed a daunting thing to come up with a design and, and do it and do justice to the to all the, the young men who had gone overseas. 
but she did persuade him. And he was, in fact, a very extraordinary wood sculptor uh, who'd made, who over the course of years had made many honour rolls. Um, he, he did things like um, carvings in, in churches and things, but certainly many honour rolls. Um, and he also carved a wreath for the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier that was at um, Westminster Abbey. Um, he, he made gifts for people like the Prince of Wales when he visited Australia and something for the King of Belgium, I think, too, at one stage. So he was a very um, talented wood sculptor. And he was a local resident. Um, and he was also a poet. So as well as doing the wood carving for the for the shrine, he also came up with some, some a poem to put on it as well. Um, so the the carvings he did on the on the honor board were actually a there's a large boomerang at the top, um, which signifies return, um, and over a, a there's a the rising sun badge is underneath that, and there's also panels with wattle and gum leaves. It, it's actually quite exquisite. The, the detail and it's it's a three-dimensional work so it's really very beautiful and it's probably one of the things it's the thing that drew me first to the shrine um so his all his work was a gift to the local community he did it all for free um the building uh design was done by was donated by a, um, some architects called Gawler and Drummond and Gawler John Gawler is actually someone who's on the honor roll um, and so the funds were to, to come up to pay for the, the building were raised locally by the Surrey Hills Progress Association and they also went door to door gathering the names that were to appear on the original eight plaques or, that are in the centre of the honour board and they, so the so the all the work was actually done, and the opening happened on the on the Sunday, the seventh of April in nineteen eighteen. So the war was still going on, mm. and there were about said to be about a thousand people there at the at the opening, and a military band played, and there were lots of speeches. And at the end of the ceremony, people were asked to to contact the Progress Association if they had any other names that needed to be added. And of course, men and women were still signing up training and embarking for duty overseas at that point. So it was at that point, yes, very much a work in progress. Um, and then in the following years, probably in the early tw- up to the early 20s, another four plaques were added um, with about another 100, uh, 130 names. So there's about 500 names on there. And, and the names uh, on the honour roll, were these men who died during the war who, or who had served from the district? Yeah, that was actually one of my first curious points when I first saw it was, did all these men die? Um, and no, it, it served who, men who served. And there are ones who died on there as well, but it, it, it served. And in fact, when I did the research, um, some of them didn't even embark for overseas, so it was home service um, that they were probably remembered for, so... In 2018, we saw the 100th anniversary of the shrine, and this now leads into your involvement. Can you tell us about that, please? Uh, yeah, I suppose my involvement actually be- began uh, probably three or four years before the 100th anniversary. 
um, because I had I had started researching the people on the honor roll because I was I was curious to find out who they were and just find out more about them. Um, and in fact, there were names on there were names on the board that were just surnames. They didn't even have a first initial and. I thought, surely we know what their first names are now. Or there's, you know, we've got so many resources that we can call on now with the um, Australian War Memorial, the National Archives, Ancestry, electoral roles. I just wanted to find out who they all were. Um, and I began with, um, I actually began because I was researching John Bloggs wood carvings and there was a book on him in the Nutterwadding Library and I went there and um, they uh, there was a, a, um, a seminar on researching World War One, and that pointed me to a, a bigger database by Bill Pritchard and on this he had already started well he identified quite a lot of the names, given them full names and given them the service numbers so this was a fantastic start for me um, but there were also a lot of errors and omissions on the honor board and there were in fact at that point there were uh, empty there was empty spaces on the honor board for formal clerks so there was room to fix the corrections and make the make the additions so when the 100th anniversary came around there was an opportunity because there was lots of um, government grants around to, to do um, upgrading on memorials, World War I memori- memorials. Um, so just prior to that, so I got together with, um, together, so together with the Historical Society in Surrey Hills, the Progress Association and the Burundara Council, we worked to um, have four new parks installed in the same um, style as the, the original ones and and put up those corrections and the additional names and they were happily in place just in time for the 100th anniversary. Basically, my involvement was about um, presenting this research at a, um, a display that we had um, set up in, there was a, a building in Surrey Gardens that used to be like a maternity uh, child centre, but it hadn't been used for many years. But it had been recently refurbished, and it was the perfect location to to put the display in um, because it was in the gardens and it actually overlooked the shrine. So, uh, so I started putting from my research. I put together um, some display books. And the theme of the display was in their own words. I wanted to not just say in my words, I wanted it to be their words. So, And I knew that there was a lot of uh, information, a lot of... It was written down in many places. Like um, there was a, a recording, an interview that was done with one of the soldiers um, called Rolly Mills at the AW at the... Australian War Memorial. So there was recordings of that. So there was his words. There were diaries by um, Fred Mawson and Alice Pooley that were in the State Library. Uh, actually, no, Alice Pooley's was in the State Library. Fred Mawson's was came from a local man, his nephew. 
Um, but there were letters and articles that were in um, the newspapers, so letters that the soldiers had written from the front about their experience that went into the newspapers. There were articles written about people when they came back saying what they'd done. Um, so, yeah, so I went hunting for all their words, put them in display books, so like an A3 display book for different sections. So I had one on Gallipoli, one on the Western Front, um, one on the Australian Flying Corps, because that was in its early days and there was some remarkable material about that. And a local man, uh, James Brake, had taken a, a lot of photographs of his time um, training at Laverton in these amazing aeroplanes. Um, so, yeah, so I, put that, so I put their words together with photos, mainly that I'd got from the Australian War Memorial and and also from the historical society, the local historical society. Yeah, so that was pretty much my role, putting together that material yeah. for the display. And, and the shrine was inaugurated before the end of World War One, just before the end, uh, before the armistice. But was that unusual at the time? I, I recall reading that there was some sort of policy that may have prevented it. Do you know any, any background about that? Uh, yeah, there was a policy that wasn't that yes you weren't supposed to be doing anything before the end of the war um but i think uh, that there was in fact a couple that went up in queensland <laughs> and but so the, the surrey hills one is is um usually when you see something written about it says it's thought to be the the first um memorial in victoria mm. um because they did yes jump the gun and they probably shouldn't have but it was a very, um, very patriotic area. They were very big on empire, and so uh, there would have been a, a big push behind it. I think locally, there are also some cannons that form part of the uh, of the design of, of Surrey Gardens that predate World War One. Do we? Do you know anything about those? Um, I don't know a lot, and I don't know that there's a lot out there about it because I did go hunting when I saw that was going to be one of your questions. Um, I knew them, that they were called Brooks Babies. I don't think that's on the plaque that's actually on the cannons. Um, and it was a man called Arthur Brooks, whose who's, uh, kind of nickname was Arthur Empire Brooks. And he was the one who suggested buying the cannons, I think, with the local, uh, on a local association, right, but in the Progress Association. Because they actually were, they were at the Canterbury Sports Grounds, um, not far away and they must have been, I don't know, for some reason, getting rid of them. And the cannons actually date back to 1843, but he, his idea was to have them as a, uh, a way to commemorate Australian service in the Boer War. Um, and they were, so they were actually moved to Surrey Gardens and they, they sit each side of the shrine. Um, and there were quite a few, um, in my research I did find there were quite a few um, brothers or relations of uh, the soldiers on the shrine who did fight in the Boer War. And for people who are in Melbourne, it's certainly well worth a visit because it is a, uh, a a unique part of Australian history and certainly the, the, the wood carvings is something that I haven't seen in a lot of different war memorials around the country as well. Yeah. That it, it's it's a very it's 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 small but it's beautiful and and it's got a real charm about it and yeah it's it's quite a special thing I think. 
Sandra, thank you so much for joining us and thanks for your time today. You're welcome. Thank you. In 1919, the two cannons that flanked the shrine were relocated from the Canterbury Sports Ground and are known as the Brooks Babies. The origins of the guns may well be the subject of a future podcast. We also now have a YouTube channel. Just search for Thanks for Your Service and you can find links to the YouTube channel on our website and Facebook page. And there's vision of the shrine on our YouTube channel. That's the podcast for today. We're keen to hear your feedback. Leave a comment on our Facebook page. And if you're listening to us via iTunes or other podcast apps, please leave a review. Your reviews help others find our podcast. You can help support this podcast via Patreon or Buy Me A Coffee. The links are on our website and Facebook page and your support helps us with the production of this podcast. Thanks for listening.